Hey, it's Kathy. I'm just hopping in real quick to tell you that the doors are closing to the Abundance Method program today. That's right. May 16th, four o'clock Pacific time, we close the doors to this program. And I'm so excited to watch you change your life. I'm so excited to see what happens when you tap into the energy that is within you and you start to attract so much into your life and there's incredible synchronicity and you start to perceive what was always here in plain sight and that which was hidden becomes revealed. If you want to join us, you can go to kathyheller.com slash join. And remember, those of you who sign up for the Platinum, you get the retreat included. It's going to be an incredible retreat. It's a three-day experience. You can choose between July or October and the July is definitely filling up. So come on in and join us. Again, the doors close at four o'clock Pacific today. You can sign up at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait to spend 12 weeks with you and watch you become a master at manifesting the most gorgeous experiences and opportunities and abundance into your life. As long as it's coming from you, it's different. And as long as you tell your truth and you do it in the way that brings you the most joy, that's the most authentic. If you're a person who's looking to have more purpose in your life, if you're saying to yourself, I don't want to just go to work, I want to do my life's work, this is the show. This is the show, don't keep your day job. How do you figure out how to take your passion and turn it into a profit? Life is too short not to wake up every day excited. You've got something that you've got to share with the world. I'm positive. That's why you're here. The show will not just give you inspiration, but some real life tools that you can start to take some real action week after week so that you can not just go to work and build someone else's dream. You can do the thing that you've always truly wanted to do. Make yourself the happiest version of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so happy that you're here. 2018, this is going to be your year. Thanks to Allbirds for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Allbirds makes stylish, comfortable shoes made from premium natural materials and sold direct online. Go to allbirds.com and find your pair of light, breezy shoes like the Tree Runners only from Allbirds. Thanks to Liquid IV for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Liquid IV is a non-GMO electrolyte drink mix and can provide the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water. Right now, my listeners get 20% off liquidiv.com when you use my code DREAMJOB at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Skillshare is offering our listeners a limited time offer of two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to skillshare.com slash dreamjob. That's skillshare.com slash dreamjob to get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. Act now for the special New Year's offer and start learning today. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So glad you're here. So today on the episode, we have someone awesome. Jen Sincero is here. She is the author of a book you've probably heard about and another book that you're probably hearing about. You are a badass and you are a badass at making money. Those are her books. And she is a number one New York Times bestselling author. She's a success coach. She's a motivational cattle prod who's helped countless people transform their personal and professional lives via her products, speaking engagements, newsletters, seminars, and of course her books. Her number one New York Times bestseller, You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life came out in 2013 and has sold well over a million copies. It's available in 20 plus languages and continues to grow in popularity around the globe. Her follow-up, You Are a Badass at Making Money, Master the Mindset of Wealth, came out in 2017. It's also a New York Times bestseller and it's written with the same sass, the same down-to-earth humor, and the blunt practicality that made You Are a Badass an indomitable bestseller. And Jen is a celebrated voice in the world of self-development. I am so excited that she's here. I think you guys are going to love this. By the way, she's currently on a book tour for You Are a Badass at Making Money. So if you want to see the tour dates, you can find them on her website at jensincero.com. Before I get started, I want to let you guys know that the three-day challenge I'm doing starts today, um, April 9th, 10th, and 11th. We are doing a challenge, a free three-day challenge, all about helping you find your audience, helping you figure out who is your customer. If you want to grow your Instagram, if you want to grow your business, if you want more clients, it all starts and ends with radical empathy. It's about figuring out who is it that you're making stuff for. The difference between a hobby and a business is that someone else is going to pay you money. Someone else is going to pay you because something that you're creating or something that you're offering is something that they need or they want. So it's essential that we find our audience and that we anticipate who they are, what they need, what speaks to them. And we use our gifts and our talents to make the world brighter and better for other people. If you want to join this three-day challenge and you haven't joined it yet, you 
can go to the show notes on iTunes. There's a link to sign up. You can go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com and sign up that way, but it starts today. Um, it's a free three-day challenge. I'll be showing up at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time in a private Facebook group just for people in this challenge. We'll be giving you exercises and homework, and I'm going to help you figure this out. How do you crack this code? Because once you know who your audience is and you start showing up for them and you're consistently giving them what they need and anticipating their issues and their problems and wanting to make things better for them, you never have to sell. You never have to persuade someone to do anything because people who are good at business really understand that what people truly want is to be seen. And when we can see other people and show up for them and give them an experience and a thing and a product and a service and an offer that makes them feel like you had them in mind, everything flows from that. And it's so easy then to stand out from the competition because most people aren't taking the time to see other people. And if the world did this, not just in business, but in everything, we'd all be able to make this world so much better and brighter. And in business, it's truly awesome how we can use our gifts and look at it this way, that business can be an opportunity to be a catalyst to make the world brighter and to have other people in mind and factor them in. And then your business will be such a success and it makes all the difference. So join the three-day challenge. Go to the link at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. Go to the link on iTunes. Join us for the three-day challenge. It starts today. Can't wait. Um, and if you're listening to this on Tuesday and you go, oh no, it started yesterday, you can join it for the last couple days. There's still two more days left of it. I love you guys. I keep wanting to give you shout outs for all of your incredible wins and all the amazing stuff that you guys are doing. I get so many messages from listeners and I just can't believe the talent and the heart and the perseverance and the courage. And I just wanted to give a shout out as many times as I can. So here's one today from Becky. Becky sent me a message on Instagram. Um, she said, hi, Kathy. I'm a fan of your podcast. I quit my day job to follow my dream full time in creating a farm. Thank you for your inspiration and encouragement encouragement each week. I love your interviewing style and your passion for life. It's so refreshing and motivating. Call me crazy, but I swear I just heard your song on a Walmart commercial. I love your music and quite often listen to your songs at the end of your podcast several times. I recognize your voice right away. Just wanted to say way to go. Thanks, Becky. Becky, yes, that is my song on a Walmart commercial, but I'm so proud of you. I think that's fantastic. You guys, if you want to check out what she's doing, you can go to Maple Ridge Farm. It's mapleridge.farm on Instagram. How freaking cool is that? she started a farm. She quit her day job and started a farm. The pictures of this farm are incredible. It's so inspiring. I'm so proud of you. I'm so inspired by you, the courage, the goodness, all the beautiful things that you're doing. It just goes to show you like there are these amazing lives that we can be living. It takes the courage to go for it and incredible things are going to happen. So thank you, Becky, for reaching out. And I think I was thinking about this song that's in this Walmart spot. It's called Let Your Color Shine. And the lyrics of the song is everything that I always talk about. And I wrote this song in 2013. And the lyrics are, everyone's got a little something. Everyone's got a little spark to give. Come on, give it away. Let your color shine. You could teach the world a little something. You could show the world what you've got. Come on, give it away. Let your color shine. This is it, you guys. We got to let our color shine. We all have something unique. And Becky is building a farm. And that is amazing and inspiring to everybody else for so many reasons. Thank you, Becky. Thanks for reaching out and sending me that note. Guys, if you want to reach me, the best and easiest way to do it is on Instagram. I check all my DMs and I will write you back and you'll be like, what? She actually wrote me back? Yes, I will. You can follow me on Instagram at kathy.heller, C-A-T-H-Y dot H-E-L-L-E-R. And if you want to share with me a win of yours, you want to share with me something you're struggling with or a question, just DM me on Instagram and I'll be happy to write you back and support you. Thanks so much. All right. I'm so excited to dive into this interview with Jen. Before we do, I'm going to take a quick moment and thank one of our sponsors. Thanks to Allbirds for supporting our podcast. Allbirds makes stylish, comfortable shoes like its tree runners made from ethically sourced eucalyptus tree fibers and sold direct online. Allbirds is on a mission to prove that comfort, style, and sustainability can all coexist in one pair of shoes. They're well-designed. They're also super versatile, whether for work or play, hiking, or taking a walk. Allbirds can match your style with a wide selection of lit edition color shoes. I love these new Allbirds shoes. I've been wearing them nonstop. It feels like you're wearing slippers, but out of the house. And the new ones I have are like lace-ups and they're just super comfortable and they're made from trees, all these like sustainable, cool fibers. So I feel like I'm doing something good for the environment. Allbirds shoes prove that comfort, style, and sustainability don't have to be mutually exclusive. Go to allbirds.com and find your pair of light, breezy, comfy shoes made from trees. That's allbirds.com and find a pair of tree runners right for you. All right, let's dive into the episode. 
Jen, it's such a pleasure to have you here. You're like the perfect guest. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's such a pleasure. So we have so much to talk about. You've written amazing things. You've been speaking and you're a New York Times bestseller because you have so much to say that I think broke through the barrier of, of all the noise that's out there. So we have so much to get to. But before we do, let's just start by bringing people up to speed, telling them a little bit about your own story. Well, I basically felt my whole life that um, I, I felt pretty stuck, especially financially. I was doing a lot of great things. I was in bands. I had great friends and you know, I was living a pretty awesome life. But in general, just career-wise and financially-wise, I always felt stuck. And I found myself living in a garage at the age of 40. And I was like, oh my you've gosh. got to be kidding me. This is the best I can do. So that's when I started working on myself and reading self-help books and going to money-making seminars and really getting deep into what my garbage was around I cannot have and it is not available to me and blah, blah, blah. And that's when, um, you know, I started hiring private coaches and doing stuff that scared the crap out of me and stuff started turning around. And that journey of mine from feeling utterly hopeless, really, I mean, you know, in your 40s, you're like, if I can't get it together by now, it's never going to happen. And then a handful of years later, writing a book about it and having it do so well and having my business go through the roof and, you know, making seven figures, which just seemed like going to Pluto back then. You know, I'm sitting in the impossible reality now. So that's my story in a very strange, short nutshell. (laughs) That's an incredible story on on so many levels. First of all, the fact that in your lifetime, you were able to say the words that I like, was able to look at my garbage and get to the other side is amazing. That's what everybody Mm -hmm. wants to do. And the fact that you said that this all kind of came to a head in your 40s, not when you were 28. Like some Mm -hmm. people would think, oh my God, it's just too late. The train passed me by. Mm -hmm. You're such an inspiration. And um, I can't wait to get into this. So many people who are smart um, have already read both of your books, but I want to sort of go into as much detail as we can. And then people who haven't read them are going to have to go get them and uh, find you (laughs) wherever you're speaking next. Let's start um, with the first book. You are a badass. How to stop doubting your greatness and start living an awesome life. Before we even get into this, how can you sort of explain to us what it really meant to go deeper into where you were saying you felt things were impossible or you weren't enough or it was never going to happen. And then what you started learning that broke through that. It was honestly having the audacity to be okay with the fact that maybe I was wrong my whole life, that maybe the things that I had decided were true and, and especially subconsciously decided were true for me, maybe weren't true. And maybe if I shifted those truths, if I shifted my focus, if I shifted the way I spoke about myself and the world, even though I had a lifetime of proof, you know, quote unquote proof that things were a certain way and that I was a certain way and blah, blah, blah. It was the disengaging from that known reality and being available to believe in and focus on one that seemed impossible. That was honestly the first part that was enormously transformative. So let's talk a little bit about that. I think everyone's walking around with this tape that's so loud and so exhausting that's saying, Mm -hmm. who are you to do this? You're not enough, all of this stuff. So what were some of those thoughts, the really nasty ones that you were walking around with, the things that you believed were true, the things that you believed made reality what it was? And then what were the things that you replaced those thoughts with? Right. So I was too old. You know, I'm too old. If I haven't figured it out now, I'm screwed. Um, I suck at making money. My big thing really was financial uh, back in the day. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I honestly felt like a different species than people who are flying around in private jets and owning a mansion and a yacht. You know, honestly, they felt like grownups and I felt like, you know, a 17 year old kid. And um, it was really my identity. And I was also very identified as a broke, struggling musician. That was a big part of my identity. And so it wasn't until I was brave enough to really look at what I was participating in by choice and flipping it around and being like, you know, my big mantra for years was money flows to me easily and freely. I said it over and over and over, even though, you know, 
empty, cavernous bank account, struggling for every time. I forced myself to say and focus on that. And even though I didn't have any proof of it yet, it made me feel so much better. Sure. I could see that. Yeah. And we are creatures who are motivated by emotion. So if you're lugging around whatever your story is, you know, mm. I, I'm going to be single forever. I'm too old. Uh, I can't have what I want. There's no good jobs doing what I love how to do. Whatever that mm. 10 ton gorilla is that you're dragging around, that is affecting your energy. And if you can just shift it and participate in something else that's more fun, that's more along the lines, it literally lifts your energy and you get excited. And then you have the energy to blast through and do all the scary stuff you've got to go do to change your life. Unbelievable. It sounds too good to be true when you're saying it, right? Mm -hmm. For people who are listening, they're like, well, what is it? She just started saying money flows to me freely and easily. And then all of a sudden she like makes right? seven figures. Clearly that began to shift something, but then you did a lot of stuff. So what are those things that you started doing that started to make things transform? But I, before I say that, I just want to say something about what you just said. With this whole transformation, the reason I wrote You Are a Badass is because it was so much easier than I was making it. We try to make it so hard and so mm. mysterious. And what did they do? I've got to like deeply research all these people who changed their lives. And it is good to research them. But the reason you keep hearing over and over, get a mantra, watch your thoughts and beliefs, where you place your focus, who you surround yourself with, you know, all that stuff. It sounds so easy and stupid and it's like, yeah, but what's the really, you know, really, what do I have to do though? That's, that's nice and airy fairy. <laughs> right, right, right. We want it to be harder than it is. So I want to say it really is not that hard. Yep. And um, yes, of course you have to take action. It's not just sitting around, you know, thinking and saying and focusing, but the action you take has to be different than the action you're already taking because you got to where you are now by doing what you're doing. So that's why it's scary. You have to take scary leaps into the unknown. So for me specifically, it was reading self-help books and looking at my own garbage. I started going to money-making seminars, which I would not be caught dead in, but mm -hmm. I was like, clearly it's not happening on my own. I started, and they cost money as did the private coaches I started hiring. So for me, again, it was financial paying money. I quote unquote, did not have to hire people to help me was the most terrifying mm. thing I ever did. And the most important, honestly, it was, it was the, it not only stretched me outside of my comfort zone, but it was such a big, scary deal to me that I was like, I'm doing whatever this coach tells me to do. I don't care. Yep. I don't care at all. Yep. So let's go through your book a little bit because it's so good and the world has shouted at you saying it is so good. So let's go through the parts of the book. Part one. So how you got this way. You talk about your subconscious mind, which we just talked a little bit about the G word, self-perception. What's the main takeaway from this part? It's that until you become aware of your present state of quote unquote reality and the thoughts and beliefs and actions that created that reality, uh, you won't be able to change. So it really is about uh, waking up and looking at what you've got going on that created the reality you're standing in right now. Yeah. And it is such a hard thing for people to take responsibility for any of that. Well, we love to be right. We love mm. being right, you know? So like the economy is bad. There are no good jobs out there. Right. You know, right. that it's very important to us that, that the things that we've been spouting about are right because we've built the foundation of our reality on all of these truths that we've been standing upon, you know? And so yeah. even though we, you know, talking about it hypothetically, it seems like, oh, big deal. I can change that. We really love the familiar and we love to be right about the familiar and it's very comforting to us. And yeah. it's all make-believe. All of life is make-believe. It's whatever we make ourselves believe. God, so, so crazy. Yeah. That's the good news and the bad news, right? It's like yeah. we made ourselves believe it, but then we can make ourselves unbelieve it just as easily. So that's the the such the exciting part about this is that you so you really can change it once you start shifting your belief system. So we have a lot more to get to. First, let's take a quick ad break and we'll be right back. Thanks to Liquid IV for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. So I think this is a great drink for people who are social butterflies like me because it allows you to go out on the town, have a couple drinks, and then the next day, you know that you can regain all that hydration just having a Liquid IV in the morning and you're off to the races, you're good to go. It's something that I actually absolutely needed. My husband used to say, 
what is this? How come you're going to the ER like two to three times a year because you get dehydrated? And in my own hometown, quite often, I would like drink a cup of coffee in the morning, have an iced tea in the middle of the day. And four days of doing that, I would be like working out, doing everything on the go, and I would wind up in the ER dehydrated. And Liquid IV is a lifesaver. It's great for me. It's great for my kids. Liquid IV is a non-GMO electrolyte drink mix that can provide the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water. It contains five essential vitamins, including more vitamin C than an orange and as much potassium as a banana. I love Liquid IV and I know you will too. Right now, my listeners get 20% off liquid-iv.com when you use my code DREAMJOB at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Go to liquid-iv.com and enter my code DREAMJOB to get your savings and start getting better hydration. That's liquid-iv.com, promo code DREAMJOB. Don't wait, get hydrated today. So the second part, you talk about how to embrace your inner badass and it is such an empowering thing just saying that. It's like people really stop apologizing, take your seat at the table and just be courageous and magnificent. And it's like, oh my God, me? You're talking about someone else, right? Mm-hmm. So so how do we step into that and stop apologizing and embrace it? Oh, well, first you've got to tap into that little, I call it my inner yippee skippy. Like the reason I called the books, you are a badass is because I really, I know deep down, everybody is a badass. Like we've all been put on earth for a specific reason. We're all really good at certain things. We are lit up by certain things. We light other people up by doing certain things and saying certain things and being who we truly are. And there's this little kernel. I mean, even that you're most depressed and, um, you know, we all, we all go up and down all over the place, but deep down, you know it, right? You know it or you wouldn't be listening to this right now. And so I think the first part is to nurture that piece of yourself that knows you are a total badass, regardless of what your environment looks like, like right now, you know it. And that's why it's so painful when you're not being a badass and you're living in a converted garage at the age of the 40, you know, eating tuna out of a can every day. Like I knew I could be doing so much better. And the fact that I wasn't was so freaking painful because this is our purpose on earth is to blossom into the fullest expression of ourselves. And when we're not doing that, it's excruciating. So first part is to start making friends with that part of yourself and nurturing it and getting excited about it and getting the details of it. You're of what so your right. particular badassery oh is. Yeah. The last like two minutes of what you said, people should just rewind and listen to over and over. It is absolutely <laughs> so true. I think people are so deep down aware of how giant they really are. And that's truly what mm. causes us pain is because we know we're not living up to really what we've got. Um, but part of us is fighting with that all the time and trying to convince mm-hmm. us that we're we're not enough. And I know a lot of people who will listen to what you just said and want so badly to take that and run with it. But part of them believes they're an imposter. And it's really hard to get over that. How do you get mm-hmm. over that when you want so much to believe what you just said and you kind of do know mm. it's true? And yet there's a part of you that goes, who are you kidding? That might be true for Jen right. Chinchero, but it's not true for you. Right. It's about this is where the focus and the belief and the mantras come in and who you surround yourself with. Huge, 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 huge. So yeah, you've got this going on. You've got this tape going on that, you know, I'm not, uh, who am I? It's not available for me. It's not okay. That's a big one. It's not okay for me to get big because it'll hurt people's feelings or whatever. Yeah, right. So you find out, you know, that script is there and that script is going to be there for a while because it's been your reality for so long. But the other script is also available and it really depends on where you place your focus. So for me, money flows to me easily and freely. I just focused on that anyway, just because I wanted it. I wanted to not be struggling. I wanted to not feel like a big fat loser. I wanted that feeling. So I focused on it, even though I had no proof of its truth even, you know, but I just kept focusing on it because it made me feel better. So it's that decision to focus on what you desire instead of what you fear. Yep. And you talk about this in part three, how to tap into the mother load. You talk about meditation. You talk about gratitude. What is it that meditation did for you? Some people think of that word and they're like, oh God, I could never sit there. Mm -hmm. That's just not for me. 
you know, I don't sit down to meditate for 20 minutes. And in those 20 minutes, it's just this magnificent, peaceful no, connection yeah, with the universe. You know, it's like, yep. I'm lucky if I get a good 38 seconds out yeah, of 20 minutes. Me too. You know? with you. So, yes. Yeah. So that's why we call it a practice. But <laughs> what it does is it unhooks you from all this stuff we've been talking about with the subconscious and the negative beliefs and the, you know, quote unquote reality you're existing in. And it puts you in a clean space that none of that is real. And in that clean space is where you connect to your own gut and your own intuition and your own heart. That's right. When you get quiet and that's when the clarity comes through and the excitement and just the connection to your higher self as opposed to your squirrel brain, which is, you know. And we've got a lot of good stuff going on in the squirrel brain also. Like I'm a big fan of all the things I've learned and the people that I love and all that stuff. But but there's also a lot of very convincing negative stuff that we've really hooked our whole reality on. And this meditation helps you unhook from that. Yeah. I felt the same way about meditation for so long and sometimes I sit there and I'm just so anxious and then I'm like oh I'm having shame now about feeling anxious I should be like totally zenned out and then there comes this moment just one moment maybe it lasts three seconds and I'm like oh I just noticed that so that's actually cool I'm not caught up in this like perpetual unaware state of suffering and I can just notice that we all have our own flavor of suffering and everybody wants to pretend that everything's perfect all the time and it's oh my gosh so annoying (laughs) so exhausting (laughs) (laughs) it is and then it gives you yet one more reason to think you're a big fat loser because you're not meditating properly and you're not saying your mantras every day and you know that that's the thing with all this self-development is you're allowed to screw it up you're allowed to you know be gnarly to somebody you're you're gonna screw up we're all gonna keep screwing up that's just part of life but how long you hang on to it is what you have control over yeah. you're never gonna be perfect nobody is no there is no arrival there's no like yeah, right there we are we're here and we're good totally. no still suffering okay yeah <laughs> well, um, there's a great expression that's have you ever heard new level new devil Ooh. That's, That's so like, it. Yeah. And I mean, solved my money problems now the next right. one, you know, right. Yeah. Just all these blind spots. So one of my favorite part of your book is part four of how to get over your BS already. I love how you say how to get over your BS already. So you talk about the drama of the overwhelm, fears for suckers, millions of mirrors. Let, let's talk about this for a little bit. What do you mean fears for suckers? Fears for suckers because we participate in it willingly and we give it all of our power sometimes until we don't. So, you know, I have a quote in the new book that says, when you succumb to fear, you are under the illusion that you can predict the future. Mm, what does because that think mean? About how, because think about how many times when you succumb to fear, you're like, I'm too, I'm scared if I invest my money in my new business, it's going to tank and I'm going to be broken living with my parents for the rest of my life, right? That's your fear. So you don't do it. You don't take that leap. You thought you predicted the future by, you know, that's what fear is. It's like you think you know what's going to happen, right? So how many times have you been so scared of something, so, so scared and you did it anyway and it wasn't really that scary? Yeah. So many times. So that's why fear is for suckers. Yeah. <laughs> and and also it's not about it not being that I'm scared all the damn time, but so what? I'm going to, you know, am I going to let fear put its foot in my face or am I going to do it? You know, am I going to do it yeah. anyway? It's like you can't go through life hoping that you're, you know, avoiding fear because it's always going to be there. It's a, it's about moving past it. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's about just tolerating it because it's, I don't know if it ever goes away. And this goes back sort of to what you say in chapter 18 with procrastination and perfection, because I feel like there's so much good stuff and it never sees the light of day because people overthink it and they're not ready and they're not perfect mm-hmm. enough. And it's just because they're uncomfortable. Like everyone feels right inadequate, right? So how do we, how do we get through that, that procrastination and the perfection, that loop? Well, when you start to understand that that's all fear-based procrastination is just because you're scared to move forward. Perfectionism, same exact thing. I mean, I, I'm, I believe in making things good, but come on people. Yeah. Um, when you understand that what you're, that fear actually is a magnificent compass pointing in the direction of everything you desire, Ooh. because if you weren't scared, you're doing something wrong. 
if you want to change your life because everything you've done to create the life you have now is familiar and not scary. Mm. So you better be scared if you want to change good. your life. That's so good. It's so true. So how do we do that? I mean, if you, I mean, I can hear you say that <laughs> and it sounds so great. And you're like, come on, it doesn't need to be perfect, but come on. And I'm sitting there thinking like, no, every cell in my body has trained me to not begin anything until it's all perfect. Like, how am I going to take one foot in this scary direction if I don't feel ready? You focus on the outcome and not the fear. And you surround yourself. This is so key. I can't stress this enough. You surround yourself with people who are kicking ass because or, or who are working on yeah. themselves or who, who believe in the impossible because I, I mean, the fastest way to knock yourself off the train of awesomeness is to surround yourself with a bunch of sad sacks who are buying into their own fear and telling you it's dangerous and look out and blah, blah, blah. And all the reasons it's going to yeah. fail. Yeah. Right. And you, and again, we're energetic creatures. So you need that energy and who you surround yourself with props you up and you're like, of course I can do it. Hooray. <laughs> and then you take that leap. But, and, and it's everything else. I call it, um, your high vibe sheet sort of to get clear on what makes you feel like you can flip over a car, right? Certain people make me feel like I can That's do anything. Right. Certain music That's makes right. me feel like I can do anything. Exercise, nature, my dog, you know, it's, uh, and you've got to consciously surround yourself with those things in people and, uh, and build that energy. It's a success is, is a muscle and you've got to keep working out in the ways that are going to keep you moving forward. Cause there are going to be a lot of challenges along the way and a lot of things you have to overcome, but man, it feels so much better to face those fears and to fall flat on your face and get back up than it does just wallowing. And I can't, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's everything you're saying. I'm just like, preach, saying it. Um, so part five, you talk about how to kick some ass. And I mean, this is such a good book. Like I'm hoping that everyone's just going to literally go to Amazon and click the link and go get it. But you talk about so many important things as you're summing up this book and you talk about the almighty decision. So let's talk about that. What do you mean about deciding? How important is that? Mm, decisions. Because basically a lot of times when we quote unquote decide to change our lives, what we've done is basically given it a shot until it gets too hard or too expensive right. or too scary yes. or someone tells us it's not going to work. Oh, yeah. There's that. Right? Mm -hmm. So a decision is when you burn your bridges. There's a great story. I think it's in Think and Grow Rich of an army that, you know, washes up on the shore of some foreign land and they burn all their boats on purpose so yeah. that they can't retreat so that there's only moving forward. And that's the attitude you have to go at it with. If you want to do some big stuff, got to get some commitment in there. Mm -hmm. So you also talk about remember to surrender, which I love. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? Oh, this is such a, this is advanced. <laughs> we're going deep. I, I, we're going deep. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but surrender is so important because what happens is, let me see if I can do this in a, in, a, in a short amount of time. So everything I'm talking about, you know, take the leap, surround yourself with people, make a plan, go for it, da, 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 and you're, you know, moving along. You also, at the same time as pushing forward, you have to lean back and receive because what happens is when we start to change our lives, we're going for it and we're shifting our focus, but we've still got that reality, quote unquote, reality of our, of the lives that we're still in. Yeah, we're trying to create a new correct. one, but we're still in the old one. Yeah. So the surrender is where we welcome in all of the opportunities and people and insights that are new. Because if we just keep pushing forward with who we are right now, we basically have blinders on because we're doing it in our known selves and our, with our known selves and our known environment. Surrender offers some room for the new stuff to come in and be seen. Yeah. Does that make sense? I do get it. Yeah. I know for myself, like the first time you know, I started to go out with my husband. I felt like ashamed because he was so good. Mm. I was like, oh, mm. it actually hurts that you're sitting across from me. Makes me feel like, oh, I'm not worthy of this. And I was really scared because I was like, oh, I really do want this to work out. So that's scary. But it is hard to really surrender to that. It It's hard. Well, you open yourself up to possible pain and disappointment and incredible joy and happiness and who knows what else it's the unknown you open yourself up to the unknown yeah. basically when you surrender 
And you have to let the unknown in if you're going to grow because that's where your new life is, is in the unknown. So it's really, really important. And, it, and what it can honestly mean is literally breathing deeply, which none of us ever do. And no, I don't think I've done breathes. throughout this whole podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to take a moment to take a breath. But it, it's leaning back and looking to all, all the opportunities and the people you need to meet and everything that you desire is here right now. You just can't see it because you're going at it in the way that you've always done and believing in the reality that you believe in. When you surrender and open up, there there are opportunities all around you that in your old self, you would never have even considered in a million years. And the surrender is when you're like, huh, this is coming to me. I'm going to explore it instead of immediately writing it off as too expensive or too stupid or whatever. Yeah, this is so good. Before we go on, I want to take a second to thank another one of our sponsors. Our podcast is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an amazing online learning platform with over 18,000 classes in business, marketing, entrepreneurship, technology, and so much more. Whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set, if you want to start a side hustle or build your own business, Skillshare will keep you learning in 2018 and beyond. I thought Skillshare was amazing when I first checked it out and I've been telling people about it because there's so many great classes there in all these different categories that I think would be specifically interesting to our listeners. You can learn things about email marketing, productivity, how to make homemade pasta, hand lettering. There's so many cool things there. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare is offering Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners two months of unlimited access to over 18,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash dreamjob. Again, just go to Skillshare.com slash dreamjob and get your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash dreamjob. Um, so we're going to get to your, your new book in one second, but on a practical standpoint now. So this book was a crazy success. It still is. It's nonstop. How did this happen? What are the things that you were doing that got you here? You were, you were a woman living in a garage, 40 years old. Other side of it was New York Times bestselling book. What was going on in the practical aspect? Um, you Are a Badass is actually my third book. So I already had an agent and I'd been published, but I had no financial success at all. In fact, I was insanely in so debt. So tell me about so, those two books because I didn't even know about those two books. Yeah, I know. My poor little bastard children out in the world. <laughs> my first book was called Don't Sleep With Your Drummer. It was a novel. and cute. Uh, it is a novel. Excuse me. It still is a novel. Maybe <laughs> it's because I speak of them in the past tense that nobody knows about them. <laughs> and I was in a rock band for years and it is a novel based on my life in my band. And then the second one is called The Straight Girl's Guide to Sleeping with Chicks because I had a girlfriend for six months and had been, you know, thought I was straight my whole life. And I was like, well, am I a lesbian now? What the hell is going on with me? And did a ton of research in that department. It was a very exploratory Curious. book for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So that okay, was so you'd already revealing. written two books. Mm hmm. But they didn't have the success that this other one had. Mm. Mm. No. So what <laughs> happened with this one was I literally read every single self-help book under the sun and they changed my life. Absolutely. But I, you know, as I was reading them, I was like, hey, where's, where's the curse words? Where's the humor? I learned so much better through story. And, uh, and it's also just the way I write. I could, I don't think I could have written a self-help book that sounded more, grown up, I guess. I don't know. It's just not my writing voice. So I just knew that I wanted to put it in a new voice because anybody who's read this stuff knows you need to hear the same thing about 45 times before you're like, oh yeah, I get it now. So I wanted to put it in a new voice, hoping that people would um, have a light bulb go on. Yeah. And I also wanted to appeal to people who would not normally be caught dead reading self-help because it's so uncool and so woo-woo and all that stuff. So... Um, so anyway, I decided to write this book at the time. I, uh, this is a very long story, but I was traveling the world. I didn't live anywhere. I basically packed up my whole life and was living in a suitcase for three years all over the world, which was awesome. And my other books had some success. It wasn't, you know, they got optioned for TV. Nothing ever happened. It, they, they, but craziness. they were doing pretty well. 
Um, but my agent could not sell this. He, we got so many rejection letters, even from my old, um, editors at, um, publishers that I had. Hey, this is an amazing story. I'm, I'm sure everybody goes, what, what? I'm shocked. Could not get hit by a bus. And then finally, like the last, there was actually this big confusion because he'd already sent this one publisher a proposal and he was waiting to hear back, but she thought she'd gotten back. And so there was a big holdup. Anyway, when she got my proposal, she was like, yeah, let's run with it. And so they published it and uh, it just, it was this weird thing where one day they call me and they're like, what are you doing to promote this book? It's selling like crazy. Like, and I, I was like, well, you know, I have a pretty robust email list, so I've been sending it out to those guys, but it wasn't even, I mean, that was like a drop in the ocean. What my, my, I mean, Thank you, my email list for buying the book, but it wasn't on the scale of what was going. And basically what was happening is people were buying it and liking it and then buying 10 copies to give to their friends. And Amazing. it's been, I call it the yellow snowball because it is literally, it's still snowballing. We, our sales are better this year than they were last year. And, and I mean, it's a miracle. And thank God, thank you people out there for doing it because it, it literally has been grassroots the whole time. So incredible you would never know this to be true because every time i walk into barnes and noble it's right smack there in the middle staring me in the face it's everywhere and so what do you think it was i mean did they put a whole bunch of money behind it and have you on every talk show and were you touring the world it doesn't sound like it not even close not even a little it was it was the people it was the badasses and i'm telling you i think it's only because people see their own badassery inside them and they see it in the people they love. And so when you have people in your life who you love so much, who you know are so awesome, you're like, you want them to blossom. So you buy a book like mine and give it to them. It literally is because of that. Really? I'm just, I can't even speak because I'm, I mean, I already thought you were amazing because of what you say and who you are in the world and how you show up for people. But the fact that that's the story is nuts. I really think it is. I mean, they're studying it and trying to figure out what happened, but I definitely think that because I hear all the time that people buy 10 copies for their friends. And that's the way I want it to be. And you know what? I think it's that way because that's how I want it to be because I'd much rather have that than have a kick-ass publicist who's like shoving it all over the world. You know, that's not true. I would like both, but I think it's more meaningful when it strikes such a chord with somebody that they go out and spread the love yeah it's amazing and it really speaks to this idea that you don't need to be famous you don't need to have a trust fund you didn't have any of the things that would have been predictors but what you had was a huge why why you wanted to get this out there and you you had something to say that really was what people needed to hear and people found you and you know and i think this i know this carries for any whether you're writing a book or your your business or whatever it is. I mean, the rejection letters we got for you are badass all said the same thing. You know, she's not saying anything new. The last thing the world needs is another self-help book, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, yeah, but I'm saying it in a different way. I'm saying it in my own voice. And, you know, I've been a coach for 10 years. I've coached um, tons of people getting their businesses off the ground, mostly entrepreneurs. And so many people are like, you know, why do we need another bakery? Like my bakery is going to fall flat on its face. And you have to remember that as long as it's coming from you, it's different. And as long as you tell your truth and you do it in the way that brings you the most joy, that's the most authentic, that is everybody's trump card. So yes, this is what I always say. Yes. Yeah. Of course there's room for you. And we discredit it. And we we hide behind it. We don't want to be visible because if we actually show our true selves who we are and somebody laughs at us or we screw it up, then we're going to die. That's immediately like cause of death was authentic and called out as an idiot and is now dead. You know what I mean? Like that's how we treat it. So meanwhile, that's the bullseye for success. God, it's like mic drop. That's like every, (laughs) it's everything what you just said. It's, man, it's incredible. And you, even you in this story, in the story of this number one New York Times bestselling book, people were saying, oh no, the answer is no, with a period at the end, Mm -hmm. we will not publish this book. This book is not anything special. There's nothing new that you're saying. And you kept Mm -hmm. going. How did you keep going through that rejection? Why didn't you stop and go, well, they're probably right. Because I worked really hard on my book proposal. And also my there, I'm not going to go into this story because it's really too long. But there, even once we got the publisher to sign on, I had an enormous creative conflict with them. And I yanked the book 
deal. I was like, I'm not publishing it the way you guys think, which is not my, I'm not usually that, I don't know. It was, it was such a huge disagreement though, that I was like, I'm not putting my name on a book that is going to come out the way you guys think it should come out. I'm not doing it. So I pulled the proposal and my agent was like, okay, Jen, that was the only publisher on planet earth who gave us the green light. So I have to say that was the scariest part for me. It wasn't keeping going. It was get finally hooking a publisher and then having this huge conflict and then being like, then I'm not doing it. That was when I was like, oh my God, now I have to learn how to self-publish. I am definitely not interested in self-publishing. I'm, I don't know. And, and, and I really wanted to get this book out. So that was my moment of walking through the valley of darkness. And, um, and then what happened? Um, then they came around because they I came was around. digging my hit. Oh. Mm-hmm. But I was going to have to give them their money back. Like at that time, I didn't have a ton of money and I'd already spent my advance. It was terrifying. It was the most terrifying thing. Why did you feel so much conviction about that? What did they want you to do that was different? Mm, They didn't want to do any rewrites. I basically handed in my rough draft and they wanted to kind of go to print with that. And I was like, are you high? Like, this is my third book. And I, and and you know, any, any writers out there, when you hand in your original manuscript, you're thinking, thank God I get to take another pass at that big turd of a chapter, you know? Okay. Yeah. So they wanted to go straight to press with my rough draft. And I was like, no way in hell. So all we know is it's a dazzling masterpiece. Thank you. Because it (laughs) speaks the truth from a person who comes from an honest place and people needed it so badly. And then you went on to do it again. The lightning struck again, just as big. You wrote a book called You Are a Badass at Making Money. And this one's green and shiny and special. So (laughs) let's talk about this book. Why did you write this book? Why was this different? I mean, you already on some level could have said, well, I covered a lot of what's behind this in the Mm -hmm. yellow special book. Why do I need to write this? Clearly, there was more to the story. So why why write this book? Well, believe me, when I started writing it, I, I had that exact same thought. I was like, what am I doing? I've said all this before. This is going to be the most boring. I'm going to get so called out as, you know, it's the same damn book again. But, yeah. um, you know, again, it was one of those things where it's like, what was I put on earth right at this moment to write about? Money. Because I sucked at it forever. And when you read you know, you are a badass, the original, the money chapter is twice as long as all the other chapters. Cause I was just like, got another thing. I had so much to say <laughs> about money because it was so hard for me. And it was my huge right. Achilles heel that I was like, I've got to go into this. So it, it was a no brainer that that would be the second book. Cause that, that was my personal struggle. And I know it's so it's, it is the most loaded topic on the planet. I think it's more loaded than sex and religion and I just money and we all need it. We all use it every single solitary day. And so many people have such conflicted, weird relationships with it. Yes, they yeah. do. Money money is for a lot of people, it's the source of all their problems. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's the thing that caused their parents to break up. It's uh, if you have money, you're not a nice person all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. People have a lot of stuff oh, yeah. around money. Yeah. And the thing is that who better than you because you can only help somebody out of that well if you've been down there yourself Mm -hmm. and so you really had been down there and you pulled yourself out so you talk about on your own website and in your own sort of like speaking you say uncover what's holding you back from making money Mm -hmm. what is it jen What's holding people back from making money? Oh my gosh. So the only exercise I repeated in both books is the one where you write a letter to money as if it's your pal or if it's a person, not necessarily your pal. Oh, and so when I, I mean, anybody just like taking a stab at it right now, like think about how you think about money because most of us are like, hell yeah, I'd love to make tons of money. Give me a big bag of money. But deep down, (laughs) you're like... I feel dirty saying that. I would never admit that out loud in front of my Ooh, friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like we want it, but we don't. So most people have a real push pull about it and lots of judgment about rich people and lots of judgment around what people do for money. We often um, confuse the term greed with rich. There's a lot of gnarliness going on around money. Mm. And we have our own specific freak show going on around it, depending on how we were brought up and, you know, where we live and stuff. But if you don't, you know, that was my big discovery. Like if you, if you don't have the money you desire, then you've definitely got some kind of freak show going on around it. Yeah, that's so true. How do you help people to switch that? 
first by becoming aware of what your specific beliefs are around money. It's taking, because you know what it is? We don't want to take the time to do the work. It's like, how long does it take to write a letter to money? How long does it take to, to really look at your stuff? We sort of want change without having to do that work. And, and I use the term work very loosely. Writing a letter to money can take 15 minutes and can be so incredibly eye-opening uh, that it could change your life. What would that look like? Let's say I'm going to write a letter. What, what would I write? What would I talk about? Dear money, I love you. I wish I had more of you, but you make me feel dirty and insecure. I don't trust that you're really going to be there for me. I don't feel confident about making you, but yet I am so happy when I do. You know, I think people who make lots of you are disgusting. And I'm worried if I make lots of you, everybody will think I'm disgusting. You know, what, what do you got going on? Oh, so much of that. I hear it all the time. Right? And then you look at your specific, then you take each specific one and look at it and be, is that true? Are all rich people moral free fatheads, you know? Oh, God. Then it's like everything else. You shift your focus. You shift your words. You shift where you're, you know, what you're going to make yourself believe. Yeah. I mean, this is so much of everything. And mm-hmm. and then there's that whole part of like not feeling deserving of it. Mm-hmm. And then you look at that and it's like, what would you do if you had lots of money? Would you, you know, rape and pillage countries or would you share it? Would you do beautiful things with it? Would you enjoy it? Would you, you know, so it's, it's taking, you know, all fear when broken down is so much less powerful over us because we, fear is very vague. Like I'm, I'm, scared to ask that person out, right? So you're scared, you know, you're scared. And then it's like, why? Because they may say no, then what happens? Then I feel rejected. Then what happens? Then I'm sad. Then what happens? Then I maybe um, try again with someone else. When you break it down, you're not lying in the gutter bleeding yeah, to like, death. So what? You know? you'll, yeah. you'll survive it. Mm-hmm. I can see why you're so good at this, Jen, because <laughs> you're really present and you cut right through all the BS and you just talk about it and it's not so it's not so scary when you just talk about it it's not such a big deal oh good so what do you want to say to people who are listening right now what's the thing like you want people to know that time is one of the most precious gifts that we've got and you have a finite amount of time on planet earth to be the you that is you and don't wait, like get on it now, whatever it is. Don't talk yourself out of it, that it's not available to you, that it's too hard, that you're not experienced enough, that you don't know what you're doing. We have put a man on the freaking moon. Think about yeah. that. <laughs> and we put a man on the moon. You can do whatever you desire. You really can, but you've got to start right now and you've just got to go for it. It really is as simple as that. Just getting out there and doing the stuff that scares you and doing all the woo-woo crap I write about in my book and taking scary action on a daily basis. Incredible. If someone's listening to this and they're like so fired up and then all of a sudden here come the excuses like, Mm -hmm. that sounds so great, Jen, but you don't understand. I don't have the time. I have to take care of an elderly parent. I have to work this day job that I hate. I don't have any time to work on the thing I, the bakery I want to start. And I certainly don't have the resources to do any of it. So it's nice for you to say it, but I'm stuck. What do you say to them? You're stuck as long as you say you're stuck. What, what was that great quote? Whether you say you can or you can't, you're right. Mm. It's a decision. Do you want to decide that that's your reality? Or are you going to be like, I've got five kids and no money and I'm stuck and I'm confused. I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm going to do it anyway. There are plenty of people who have done the impossible on earth. I don't understand why you think you're special and can't. It's all that you need to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's all that you need to say. It's so true. And we just don't want to really take responsibility for that because it's really much cozier to have blame Mm -hmm. around all these things. And really, it's like that doesn't serve you because you don't want to stay comfortable sitting on the bench because you're upset. You're listening to this because you want to get some tough love and go be yourself because you're going to make the world better by making those cake pops. So let's go. So someone's listening and they're about to turn off this podcast and they're going to go share it with three friends because they're like, oh my goodness. And now they want to actually get to work. What, what, what would be three things that you would say? Okay, get into action. Do these three things. Start becoming aware of what your negative beliefs and thoughts are. Start writing those down, be it about money or whatever. 
then second thing is create new ones and say your mantras, believe it, even, you know, act as if, do the whole thing. And then third is take action that scares the crap out of you every single day. Can I do four? Yeah. Surround yourself with people. (laughs) Surround yourself with people who make you feel like you can do anything and don't tell your hopes and dreams to people who tell you you should be worried. Yeah. So you've said that a few times and every time you said, I'm like, yeah, that is really important. What if you're saying, well, I don't, I don't have those people. I don't have those Mm -hmm. friends and my time is sort of spent between this job and, you know, having to take care of certain people in my life. And how do you find those human beings? You decide you're going to do it. Yeah. And you do whatever it takes. And for me, that was joining all of these seminars. These for me again, it was money. So I would sign up and go to these money seminars and be in virtual groups and and you know, meetup.com to discuss whatever the hell. Like I made a point of <laughs> finding them, you know? And yeah. you can't just hope it's gonna land in your lap. You gotta go out there and do the scary thing of maybe being part of an organization that doesn't feel one hundred percent authentic, like, you know. I was in all these like high five and walk on fire money making seminars that I felt like such a fish out of water, but I was like, I'm doing it because I'm serious. Yeah. That's amazing. Tell us what's next and where people can find you. Um, they can find me on my website, which is jensincero.com. It's J-E-N-S-I-N-C-E-R-O.com. And that will have all that is coming up splayed all over it. Um, you can also get there by youareabadass.com if that's easier. Nice. I am renovating a house. I am working on a new book and a couple other just straight ahead comedy projects that I'm really excited about and uh, living as well as I can and enjoying my life as much as I can. So it's great. What's been the greatest treat That was the sweetest surprise of coming into this place where you feel in alignment with what you're supposed to do and you're able to have enough money to go get sushi whenever you want. What's been the sweetest reward of being on the other side of all that? Just seeing how it's affecting people's lives, you know, going on tour and and reading, you know, people right into my Facebook page and my Instagram and just being like, holy crap, like this is resonating with people the same way it resonated with me. Like really feeling like people are having the shifts that so many authors and speakers gave me when I needed them and still give me, my God, I'm still deep in the practice, you know, but just feeling part of the movement of, you know, people waking up and lifting themselves and others up. Yeah. I mean, everybody is sort of chasing purpose and you've got it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I think you're, of absolute delight. It was so much fun to Thank you. have Likewise. you here. And it's such an important episode. You are making the world more magical every single day. And thank you for doing that, really. Well, thank you for doing what you do. You know, we're all doing our thing and it all matters. So I agree. I yeah. agree. Thanks for being here, Jen. Thanks a lot. This was a blast. All right. So much good stuff here. Here are some of the takeaways for this episode. Number one, if you want to change, then the action you take has to be different from the action you're already taking. Number two, wake up from the reality you believe to be right. You make yourself believe things, but you can just as easily unbelieve it. Number three, nurture the piece of yourself that knows you are a badass. Number four, the fear is always there. So let it guide you to your desires because you better be scared if you want to change your life. Number five, Remember to surrender, allow room for the new opportunities and insights that need to be seen, let in the unknown. Number six, as long as it's coming from you, it's different. Tell your truth and do it authentically. Number seven, write a letter to money as if it were a person. Then look at what you say and ask if each thing you said is true. Number eight, many people have done the impossible. Don't think you're so special that you can't. Number nine, make a list of your negative thoughts and beliefs and then create new ones. Number 10, take action that scares the crap out of you every single day. And number 11, surround yourself with people who believe you can do the impossible. 
You know, one thing I was thinking about that I want to address is that there are so many people who walk around thinking like, oh, it's never going to happen for me, or who am I kidding, or why bother, there's not enough room for me, there's all this stuff. And sometimes the reason all those negative things have gotten in there is because someone said that to you, or someone caused you pain in your life, and some of that poisonous stuff that they said has stayed in there and it's stuck. Well, here's what I want to say about that. Anytime I've gotten that, and believe me, I've gotten that in my life. I've had my share of pain. I've had my share of resistance. And I think about it. And I think about how whenever someone tells me, "Mm, yeah, it's never going to happen for you. Or, you know, you're not being practical or you're not being responsible or, or give it up already. Won't you just give it up? I think to myself, say it louder. Tell me again, I can't do it. Because the more you tell me, I can't do it. It's just going to fuel me because you don't know about me. You don't know what I'm capable of. And when I get knocked down, I'm just going to get right back up. And Seth Godin talked about on, on the podcast when he was here, he said that he wrote this book called The Dip. And it was all about how most people give up too soon. And so we have to stay in it. And just because you got one hit to the jaw, you don't get out of the game. You stand back up and you stay in it past the point, just past that point when you're ready to give up, you keep staying in it a little longer. And oh my goodness, that's where scarcity lies and that's where amazing things will happen. And most people gave up on their dream way too soon. Listen to me, every person, if you're here, It matters that you're here. If you're here, there's something you're here to offer, to give. The world needs it or else you wouldn't be here. So I don't want you to listen to that stuff. I actually want you to fuel yourself with it. The more you get that resistance, I want you to use it to push yourself further because there's nothing that feels more satisfying than when you prove them wrong, when you go the distance and you stay in it and you allow that voice, whatever they're saying to you, whatever's stuck in there, whatever's in there. And you just say to yourself, oh yeah, well watch me. Oh yeah, we'll see what I'm going to do. And then you do it and it's, it's graceful and it's majestic and it's amazing. And you stayed in it. And now boy, did you really show them that their limited beliefs about what you are capable of has so much more to do with what they don't think they're capable of. And God, have you now shown them that you can do this and they could do it. They can do this. They could have done this. They decided that they couldn't. And then they wanted to put that on you. Let's not let that happen. I walk through the world and I see so many people with their shoulders down who are feeling like, why bother? I'm not good enough. It's not good enough. It is enough. It's all enough. And and we have to have the courage to make mediocre things and keep making mediocre things until they get better and better and better. But the only way that's going to happen is if we get in action and stop waiting for permission to get into action. So I'm so glad that Jen is here today because she speaks this language. She's a great catalyst for change and she's helped so many people because she's done it herself. And if you've been in a well, you can help other people out of a well. So I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Some people couldn't even handle this conversation. It's too uncomfortable. It's too hard to look at themselves. We all have a closet full of shadows and demons and suffering. Everyone's got it. We've got to look at this stuff and then we're going to be able to clean out that closet and things are going to get better and it's going to be amazing how your life is going to expand. So keep yourself surrounded by the people who believe in what's possible and who see that it's doable and see the greatness in you. And if you haven't joined this free three-day challenge I'm doing, then join it because it starts today. Find the link to it on iTunes. You can find the link to it at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. Join us. Finding your audience and developing radical empathy will change your business and it will also change the world. It's going to be there for three days. I'll be showing up live. You'll get more of this and you'll get some more strategies of how to take this thing you love and turn it into a full-time living and make a profit. I'm so glad you guys are listening to this show. It means the world to me. It gives me a sense of purpose. If the show is inspiring to you, share it with somebody who you think could use it or who you think it will make their day a little brighter. If there's other episodes of the show that you've loved, please share about them. You can post about them on Instagram and tag me and I will give you a shout out. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I I check all my DMs and I'll be happy to respond to you. You can find me at kathy.heller, C-A-T-H-Y dot H-E-L-L-E-R. If you haven't left us an iTunes, interview go ahead and do that it means the world to us i love you guys i'll leave you with another song that i wrote i'm rooting for you i'll talk to you guys soon the podcast is a production of authentic for more info on advertising in this show visit authenticshows.com so many times i chose to run so many times i held my tongue i held my tongue
like a soldier.